The Brandom Podcast. Welcome to The Brandom Podcast with Brandon Jones. You can find out more about me at Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Or follow the band at BrandonJonesBand.com on Facebook and Instagram. What's Brandom anyway? Ladies and gentlemen, now the host of your show, Brandon Jones. What up? Welcome to another episode of The Brandom Podcast. We're sitting here with the band... We are in Denver, Colorado, playing the old Grizzly Rose. Um, Tom's making Bailey's and coffee. We got Mike Grosick, and we got Clayton Ryan. We are just, as a band, we are just coming off of a weekend where we released a single picture. You can find that music anywhere music is sold. And we just announced that we inked, as they say, um... Or we signed a deal with Shinerbach to sponsor us for a summer tool, tour, tool, tour, and a fall tour. So, yeah, here we are. We did her. We did her, but we is. But, yeah, that's that. So, this episode, I thought we would talk about, I mean, out of this group here, all of us have gone to college. I only went to Western Dakota Votech for some generals. And I was going to do industrial electronics, but I never fell Fell through with it. Never followed through. But you guys all went to college. Some graduated. Some didn't. And uh, But a lot of people are saying nowadays that school, college is kind of not necessarily important. And, and truth, not truth. You guys are actually using what you went to school for. And that is, is kind of uncommon. I know a lot of people in my life that have gone to school for certain things and they haven't used it they got out of school started it and then found a job making more money doing something different or found a job that they liked better so that's that yeah uh i mean i Podcast could over. i certainly <laughs> can attest to the fact that um you use the if, if you choose to use your degree every day it feels more useful and i find that a, a lot of people either by the time they get to the end of their degree don't want to do that thing anymore which I mean I understand how yeah by the time you're done you've already spent so much money it, you know you almost feel like you got to at least finish the degree uh, but music felt very different in the way that since I didn't go to be a public educator there it's a lot more open ended than yeah. I think a lot of my a lot of my friends in music school either continued on going straight into like a master's program mm-hmm. or going into the public school system to teach. Um, so there's like those securities, but other than that, it's very open-ended. Hmm. Well, and let me, let me put this in there too. We had a guy in our band before, I won't say who went to school at a very high level school and, you know, and I, we all thought, or at least in my mind, I thought he graduated. I thought it was a thing, but I remember him telling me a story one time he was in, I don't know, second, maybe third semester of the school. Again, very high regarded school. It's hard to even get into it. And he's in there for something stupid, like playing the flute or something. And then uh, <laughs> I'm not making it wasn't the flute, but it was. I think it was a bassoon. It was something not. Are we naming the school? Yeah, what Sorry. school? Was it Berkeley or Juilliard? Sorry, flautists of the world. Well, but I mean, whatever, right? It was. It was a to me an odd instrument, not a one you would use every day in a very high level school. Mm-hmm. And then it was like he he said he came to this. He went to play a show playing bass, and the guy was like. Dude, man, school ain't gonna get you nowhere. This is where you learn your. This is where you learn it right here on stage. 
And so, like, not too long after that, he quit school and just started playing. And he's forever made his living playing music. So it's kind of the opposite. I mean, you know, school debt, I don't know. He didn't share that part. But I guess that's kind of a You guys all went to school and have school debt, mm-hmm. right? You have your student loans and stuff. We don't got to say, like, how much money you have in student loans. But, like, you have that debt for a long period of time. You guys are all using it, you know, in the band. Tom, you have a studio. Clayton, you write and record and use it on it. I mean, every single day of your life. Do you think you could be as far as you are, as accomplished as you are without your school, Tom? No. No way. Explain. It put me in the environment, helped me meet the right people, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I also think you learn a lot of, like, valuable social skills in college, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of it's just learning the process, like, mm-hmm. going from zero, getting through, like, how to work with an ensemble and work with people that you might not necessarily like to work with but or you still with like when you're in the else. audience you have no clue if tom and i just had a fight before mm-hmm. the show or something like yeah. you just we have did, to though. we did you, just for yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you just have to get up and do the show so rumble well, at the rose yeah. do you think tom tom do you think because you're you're an extremely good guitar player right as well as a lot of people might not know i think everybody knows but you could probably play everything Sp- spoons yeah and he's, today he's you're up picking spoons up spoons ago. i just learned the spoons you today. were learning the spoons and you're dropping ago. guitar today so, 20 yep. minutes ago yeah I'm done but, with guitar uh, but do you think you'd be <laughs> such an accomplished musician as good as you are at the guitar or instruments in general if you didn't go to school uh, I'd still play definitely because it's in my. Do you blood, think your level would be as? I don't think like so. Like your understanding of music? Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten nearly the music theory I, w- I would have gotten otherwise, or the ear training, or just been exposed to half the music that we were exposed to. Honestly, right? You know, is it is it because they put you in those situations that you had to learn, or mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. had maybe is a bad phrase, but like you're like okay, I'm yeah, here. you learn it, you have to learn it. I have to learn like, this. So. It's part of the curriculum, and if you don't, then you're kicked out of the yeah. the program. It's basically, it's <laughs> like they give you these charts that everybody learns, but mm-hmm. then it kind of stimulates your mind. You're like, oh, I kind of like that one. Yeah, and then what it else goes, it there? takes you on this branch off stuff that you you would have never found. A, a positive rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. To pick yeah. back off of Tom saying about the social skills. You learn very quickly how to show up prepared to something and what happens if you don't. Mm-hmm. But I think the bigger part of it, too, is learning a language. You know, it's it's a yeah. it's not just like a musical artistic language. It's an industry language like this band gets by really quick on learning songs or like mm-hmm. having new songs introduced because we can literally just talk about the song in terms of music. Uh, language where it's like, oh, this part, it goes to the one, then the five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a suspended chord there, something something like that where someone that doesn't know that language, you can shred guitar licks by ear all day, but yeah. if if someone shows up to a session and gives you, you know, like, Nashville chord sheets or yeah. even written, you know, no, uh, notated music, mm-hmm. like, you're not going and, to know that. And I'm... And being... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I'm also a very purist asshole about these things because I, I believe that part of the reason that the music industry has become so devalued is that the real actual professionalism of it where you learn not just like how to rock blues guitar, but you learn like the music wow. of Bach and you learn Mahler yeah. and then you learn jazz music and you learn yeah. about, you know, women jazz singers. Like, you know, the history and the, and the industry and you know, the theory behind it. 
You know, it's mm-hmm. you might be good at math, but if you go try and get a job at the accounting firm, you're going to be a pain in the ass to people that have actually studied accounting, accounting and know it. And yep. so, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I'm a little yeah. bit more traditional like that, where I think unless you yeah. like you like you have to really earn being a professional musician, and it's like even yeah. if you are a professional musician, if you don't learn the language and whatnot, you're kind of skimming by and stuff yeah. like that. You know, also being able to know just knowing the language, knowing how to read music. That mm-hmm. I tell my students all the time, like just knowing that you've already put yourself ahead of the competition or, you know, like whoever else is yep. trying to get the gig or the job that you you're trying to get, like just knowing how to you know do that. Well, and as a freelance musician, I, you guys pick up a lot of freelance stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll do one-off shows. Yep. You guys have created the Cottonwood boys, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. And that's easy. It's quick and easy. Be like, Hey, mm-hmm. let's just go do this, you know, cause, yep. cause you can, Yeah, the simplicity of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hey Mike. So like with, for you, Mike, how many years did you go to college? A lot. Yeah, I went, more like overall, a lot, I changed, of, a lot of people go to school for eight years. Yeah, I changed. I went. I went for seven years. I went for seven years and changed my degree three or four times. But that was once I went to Shadron. That was I was four years in Shadron. I didn't. I was music business the entire time. Oh, so I mean, I love the classes. I just the the generals. I just could not do. Yeah, and being a music major really sucks with yeah. generals too because at Shadron, anyways you had to take a lot of your first year generals like your fourth or fifth year of the oh. music program because there's so many other things that you have to get in yeah. right away to be a music major. When it's like oh, you go, like you got to pass a certain yeah, level. Yeah, like of, you have to be in theory are one. Are you sure you want to be a music yeah, major and, kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, well then fine, mm-hmm. but they're going to do this. And there are, okay, you've gone this far, now you got to learn how to do math yeah. again. Now the you've semester been out of exams, degrees. you know, like if you don't do well, you, you get booted from the program. Yeah. And it's like well, the, the ensembles, like wind ensemble, is worth one credit, but you yeah. are there four days a week. Yep. So it's not like a normal, yeah, a normal class. Like normal classes were like three credits, mm-hmm. and you're there two or three days a week. Yeah. So like, well, you can't take science right now because music theory one is more important. So mm-hmm. we're gonna make you take science. You know, your your, your senior year, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I would say that it's just below or on par with people that go to medical mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. In, and, and people that go to be, I'd say even teachers probably on the same level. Like those are probably the three busiest and really difficult degrees because the way I put it with like a business degree, um, you go, or I, for example, I, I also did a political science degree. And when you're doing the classes at the, at the beginning, you're just, you know, you're, you're just learning the material and you, you worry about your internships in your third or fourth year. Like that's mm-hmm. when you start, you have to actually start looking for a job. But the moment you set foot in a music school, you're already competing because someone comes through and they need a saxophone player. If you're, you know, good enough as a freshman, you'll get the gig over someone that's been there yeah. for a couple of years mm-hmm. or you're already learning how to get calls. Like you might get a call on a gig your freshman year and show up completely unprepared, and that gig could have changed your life and yeah. you got on the road. Like, you're immediately but, competing from day one. So so you're saying gigs, and you're a freshman in school. Are you saying, like, like uh, I mean, uh, equivalent to, like, our bar gigs Both. or something? Like, your, your actual gigs, or is it, like, say, a teacher or a program's like, hey, we want to hire you to come sit in playing said instrument, saxophone, you, you said. So it's a paid gig? Is that, I mean, I mean um, paid in yeah. knowledge. Well, that's what I mean, though. Like, are you talking gig as in 
Like so, this is side cash? Or are you talking gig? Like as in, hey, this puts like me above chair, everybody. First chair, second chair. Well, and even yeah. even then, aside from the academic part where you're competing for chair placements, or you're trying to get in the top jazz band versus like the yeah. lowest jazz band. Mm. Also, you know, if you're playing a show out at a bar with your jazz combo just for some extra cash or something, someone might come through and see that. Mm. Or or a lot of times at you and I. We had a lot of guest artists. Like every every month, a couple guest artists would play at the jazz band or the symphony, and or the the wind ensemble, and they come through. And you're probably going to be playing with them in the jazz band. Like world yeah. renowned people are going to come through, and they're going to play with your band. Whoa. And if they see like, wow, that bass player really killed it. I kind of need a bass player right now. Yep. You might just be plucked off of the uh, off the the uh, school yeah. just to go well, play with them. Well, hypothetically, that happens, right? So yeah. say you're a sophomore. And you're just slaying it on the bass like you do. And dude comes through and says, holy, wait, I need a bass player. Mm -hmm. You'll never finish school, right? Because all of a sudden you just got boosted to a high level. But -hmm. what if that only lasts three, four, five years? All of a sudden you're like, crap. You can always go back to school. I don't have a school. I don't have a degree or nothing. But then you have the knowledge and experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a So what's the degree even mean at that point other than being a piece of paper? Mm -hmm. Well, I think I always tell people one of the bigger parts about music school is that you're never going to be in a place until you get into the industry. That You're never going to be in a place where so many people are looking at how good you play, specifically, uh, where you're getting emails constantly about gigs or audition opportunities. Uh, you know, the, the school is always getting emails from the community like, hey, we need a jazz combo for our wedding or we need uh, a string quartet for our church service. And they're just throwing all these emails daily at you that you're getting for these gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never, like, there could be something that small, or it could be something like I got uh, an email from someone that was, they were hiring a bass player for the Glenn Miller Orchestra, which is like one of the biggest jazz bands in history, like traveling yeah. across the world. I like, met the one tour of the schedule was like Japan and players. Germany and whatnot. And like, I auditioned for that too. So, like, you never know. It could just be some small gig, or it could be something like that that could change your life. And just being yeah. ready for that is the biggest yeah. part of it that's wild so um let's see what was i gonna say earlier what well, cut it cut, we'll cut this part school <laughs> is cool oh frick back to <laughs> school back to school oh do you guys think this will be i mean uh, again i went and got my generals i think it cost me like two thousand dollars to pay off that student loan and I did it one year with taxes. And so <laughs> I don't have student loans. Do you guys think as a whole schooling is too expensive? You know, like, uh, I, I mean, you're getting an education. You're getting something like that. But, I mean, it's like some people wrap up ten, fifteen, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 in school debt mm-hmm. that they're going to pay off in 20, 30 years. Is that, do you think it really needs to be that high? I think, or, it, could, I think it could be streamlined. Like, if you want to go to be a music major, why am I going to history classes that I learned in eighth grade? Like, stuff like that. Like, obviously, some of the history classes you learn more. But a lot of them, yeah, you learn the same thing that you learned in high school for the generals. That was my thing with them. I I don't know because I don't think that college should be free, but I also don't, I I think it might be a little bit more on the expensive side, especially now. A lot of colleges. You're doing a lot of it online or with COVID, you're doing a lot of it from home or remotely, which is definitely not worth it right now. Yeah. But I think the big thing that people think about with college is that, you know, it's so expensive and like, how am I going to afford this and never pay this off? 
And the problem is, I think a lot of people, after they graduate, just start buying things like a house or like, I'm going to buy a yeah. brand new truck or I'm going to get married right out of college. Because I'm like, going to make, make 80 grand a year. I can afford all this. Like, no, oh, you know, wait. Yeah. Loans. No, yeah. That, I think that that's a big thing that some people think it isn't worth it. Uh, it's you got to maximize that time too. Like everyone pays the same amount, but it's how much you get out of it. Man. And I felt that I personally like soaked up every thing possible other than like maybe doing better in classes. But I soaked up like the best experience of like any of my friends that I know. Cause like mm-hmm. I worked for the school and then I, I played in all the bands at the school. And then I also had like multiple degrees I was working on. So I got to be a part of like a bunch of different circles and definitely yeah. it's just, it's what you make of it. If you go there and you just go to your classes and, and party. party on the weekends, like you might feel that you miss out on things, but you'll never be in a place the rest of your life. You will never be in a place when you go to a college where everyone is at least trying to do something cool with their life. Mm-hmm. And there's this certain atmosphere of a college where like every person mm-hmm. you meet, they're trying to do an internship or you go to the coffee shop and they're meeting someone to work on a project or everyone there is just trying to do better. And then yeah. you graduate, you go out in the real world as they call it. And a lot of people are just, bitching about their job or their yeah. wife or Hating. their their stuff they're just yeah yeah well and so like yeah i guess in my mind when i look at colleges not having gone through college i just assume it's really expensive it, or i don't assume i look at the cost of it and i'm like jeepers creepers that was one of the reasons i never went to college because one i couldn't decide what i wanted to do and i'm like damned if i'm gonna go pay and figure it that out much, yeah. you know like mm-hmm. i'll figure it out when i get there that's a really i know a lot of friends that went to college for a year and partied and went to school maybe they even went on an athletic scholarship a little bit you know paid for some and then at that end of the year, they were like, screw this and left because it's like, I'm paying to come and party and, and I'm going to school, but I'm not, I don't really even know what I want to do. So they just kind of quit. Well, it's just like music, you know, you get it, you get back what you put into it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, think, I thought anyways, you mm-hmm. know, but, uh, you know, the academic environment really like Clay was saying is like, it, it's own, it's its own thing. I mean, maybe it's kind of rare to the music side of it, but you guys know a lot of people that went to school and I know a lot of people went to school for music and, and they like, there's maybe two, they work on your cars or yeah. they, they sell houses I mean, and they you know, probably don't even people, play, you know? Yeah. Other than us that went to school for music and is using it. Yeah. Currently. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely expensive. Um, for sure. And I, I had to, I missed a year of college cause I had to work to pay to get back into college cause I couldn't pay, and, you know, so it took me five and a half years, but it worked out to was one of those things where I maximized that time and, yeah. and actually chose to use my degree. It's like if you go that far into it and, and not use it or not figure out how to use it, and that's kind of on you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like it's one thing where people won't really bat an eye to finance a $50,000 vehicle that they're going to use for a yep. couple of years. But, what, you know, for some reason, it's a bigger worry to finance what could be the rest of your life of yeah. success yeah. and all mm-hmm. that. And, and school loans really aren't the scariest ones. Cause like I looked into trying to paying my, or trying to pay mine ahead of time. And they actually tell you just to pay the minimum as long as you can. Cause it's way better for your credit. And also it's like the least, like you don't have to worry about necessarily being as yeah. bankrupt. It doesn't affect your credit as much or yep. all that. It's like, it's yeah. one of the, the least scary debts. So it's like, try and get what you can out of it before you have to pay it, I guess. I mean, I always get the phone calls about my student loans that I don't have, you know. Uh, yeah, you're you're behind in your student loans. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't no, think so. <laughs> and then they call back, also about your extended warranty. Yeah. You know? 
But, uh, but I mean, so there's a lot of people, there's the other side of stuff, right? We're talking more music side of it. What about guys out there that like are in trades, right? You know, construction, electrician, whatever kind of stuff. I mean, school and college for that stuff is, is there. It's an opportunity. Uh, you can also be on the job training, right? Become an mm-hmm. apprentice or, and become a journeyman electrician and all that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. all through work. So, I mean, there's not really school or there is, you know, but I mean, is that necessary? I mean, when you, all your guys' school, was it all music or what else went on at your college? You oh. know, as far as education wise. Everything, everything, like for yeah. us or just the college in general. Well, because bo- you guys both went to Shadron, right? Was, uh, Shadron was a big teaching college, or yeah. is a big, te- they, yeah. you know, they pump out a lot and of teachers. agriculture. They have a lot of agriculture stuff now. Yep, yep. What about in? And, and where'd you go, Clayton? I went to the University of Northern Iowa. Um, it's a big, big music school, a big teachers college. It originally was a teachers college, and then got more degree programs. And it's one of like the top fifteen business schools in the nation too. And they also have like one of the only athletic training programs too oh. in, in like the Midwest. So it's like those main things there. But the music program is probably one of the biggest parts of the college. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go there uh, because of the faculty. And it's like one of the top, top uh, music schools in the country. They go there for the corn. Don't yeah. Worry. <laughs> yeah. Everybody Clayton was everybody tall at your school. You know, the, not everyone was actually sort of because you got you know a good basketball team, yeah, uh, pretty good football team. Uh, I I will definitely say like there's a certain type that goes to a teaching college, mm-hmm. and they're very good looking people. Yeah, now, as you okay. could have observed. Now <laughs> let's get to the fun side of college. <laughs> let's get to the fun side of college. What was your guys's like? Uh, let's we'll do a couple different versions of this. Favorite like moment in school right college walking through the hallways or you're on the sidewalk heading to your next thing and and like someone's like oh it's it's mike grosick what's up dog or that you know what i mean or people recognize you was there ever a moment like that where it's like or underclassmen were like whoa hey, what's up tom <laughs> can you teach me how to tune my guitar no you know <laughs> you know but something like that right because i mean okay so compared to athletics right you got the star quarterback walking around people are like Holy shit, it's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Danny Woodhead went to Shatter. Is that his name? Right? Yeah. Yeah. He went to yeah. Shatter. I'm sure that happened to him. That happened you know, to me once. Yeah. I was walking into the, uh, yeah. They're like, there's that star quarterback, Tom Freeton. <laughs> <laughs> up and coming spoons player. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was walking up to Selena's apartment once and I opened the door and someone driving by was like, Hey, you're in that band. You guys rock or something. I don't know. It was like the one time it ever happened. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but my favorite part of school yeah. was graduating and being done and never having to go back as, <laughs> yeah. a, as a student. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cool to like walk in when you come back from from summer break and you walk in and you're a, it's your third or fourth year or whatever and then you, your first day of ensemble you just walk in and you just know what to do and then you look around and you don't know any of these other kids and they're just like wide-eyed and just... <laughs> fucking nervous. scared yeah. yeah i forgot about that yeah. yeah and then like like the dr schaefer whatever is like what's up cat and yeah. you're like hey how's it going and they're just like oh my god him? who is this kid <laughs> and i'm just like here's your music good luck yep <laughs> i had this group of friends that i made my freshman year or no it was my sophomore year and they were freshmen and it was in marching band and in, at you and i the marching band students were always a week they moved in a week early mm. so you pretty much hung out on campus for a whole week with no one else but marching band people and 
we uh, I made friends with these two trumpet players. One was from uh, Lincoln, and then one was from Des Moines, and then one the third one was my friends that I went to school with uh, in Winterset. And they followed me around everywhere because I kind of just, like guided them through things. Because yeah. you're lighthouse. The other trumpet player was also like just as tall as me, but way skinnier, like a giraffe-looking motherfucker. Wow! But <laughs> they followed us around, and someone made the joke about me like feeding them like like ducklings. And so for the re- like for the rest of college, we were like, what was I? We were the mo- mother duckers or something like that. Oh yeah. And um, I just had this group of, of boys that would just. Follow me around, like feed me, mama, like that yeah. sort of thing. Like, give yeah. me your knowledge. Would you ever push him off the dock? And be like, go swim yourself, you little duck. Plenty like, of times, quit ducking around. It's Clayton's a lot of quackers. tough loving. Well, and like the one of they were all way better at trumpet than I was, so yeah. they would just make fun of me for even though being like an upperclassman that I just sucked at trumpet <laughs> so bad. That's funny because don't you blow when you play the trumpet, dude? Anyway, I straight up I I auditioned to be a trumpet player at you and I, and I got I got declined admission into the University of Northern Iowa School of Music and that was the worst moment of my life at the time <laughs> and then they called like a few weeks later like yeah your audition on trumpet sucked but your guitar one was good you want to be a guitar player it's like please <laughs> anything it's way cooler anyway well so then that brings up so that was your worst do you guys have a worst Tom and Mike where you're like in school and there was like that moment where you're like F this I'm going home or I don't I, I don't want to do this anymore I can't like, I mean I'm not- I did that Three times. <laughs> I was just like, the last time I, I was just like, I don't, like, I, I love the music side of it, but I don't want, I hate going to school. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just came home and I started working at the loud. Yeah. And then the rest is You're history. like, I've, I've learned what I've needed to learn here. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Like I started doing lights and sound and then, I mean, that's where I am now. I just know more than I did then. Yeah. Yep. Tom. Oh, man. Music was the only good side of it for me. Everything else was basically lame, and I hated. Like regular schooling, yeah. or the social aspect, yeah, or that just, too. Just it was just like. <laughs> Other than a few select music majors, I didn't really hang out with too many people or anything like that. But Tom yeah. met his Tom met his wife in my at a party in my house. Yep, yep. Mike was living uh, with the security guards on campus. Yeah, rugby players and security guards. <laughs> That's yep, the only yep. way to go. Mm-hmm. You'll yeah. never get in He had the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. So I went over there to party one night playing beer pong and there was Selena. I was like, hey. <laughs> what, was, <laughs> what are you doing? What was your guys' funniest moment if you could think of it? Yeah. Like, like that you can say funny, legally. Funny, embarrassing yeah. kind of moment. You know, where it's like, oh God, like, oh my God, I did actually forget to put my pants on and come to I class remember today. It was a party at my house which I lived with seven dudes and a girl and we lived literally half a block away from campus. So everybody came and I don't know, we're all, I was just annihilated and some dude came in and just karate chopped my lamp and it was like my prized possession. He just karate chopped and just broke. And I remember the rugby player just grabbed him by the shirt and the pants and just took him, just threw him out in the lawn. And I was so happy because I'm just this little scrawny guy Yeah, and he just threw him out. I was like, yeah, (laughs) get out of here. Uh, let's see. I think my, the summer going into my sophomore year, I moved to Shat. I was just living there. I didn't leave. And I renovated a little house to live in. Uh-huh. And, uh, there was a giant hole in my front yard, uh, that we had dug up for some reason or not. We had moved a bunch of concrete or something yeah. out of it. And, uh, I had a five speed Mustang at the time and the girl I was dating at the time, um, you know, I, I, I put it in first gear to park it. Right. You know, I probably should have put it in reverse looking back. And she thought she knew how to drive a manual. 
and uh, start it up, dump the clutch, and boom, right, right into, into the, the hole. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like a sinkhole or something? It was just a hole that we dug with a bobcat, a little backhoe, <laughs> and, uh, yep, there's a Mustang in the hole. Wow. Oh, that's, great. that's great. So, but Nay, nay. Oh, man. Actually, same car. I moved to a different house. This is my most embarrassing moment, actually. I've forgotten all about this. Uh, I was in a hurry one day, and I pulled up into my driveway, which was at an incline, and I didn't even think about it, left the car in neutral, and it rolled out into the street, <laughs> jumped the curb, rolled back into my neighbor's yard, which I found out that day was a state patrolman. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. And it just and it stopped in his yard? Or yeah, what? I didn't hit his house, no, no, no damage Whoa. to anything. It was about... 10 feet from his porch, I think. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I saw it. <laughs> I looked out the my front door, my front screen door. I didn't have a shirt on or pants on or anything because I'd just gotten home. I don't know. And uh, I saw my the Mustang in his yard and another cop there. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I threw on a shirt as I was running out the door, and the cop that was in the Stady's yard he like stops on me and like pulled his gun. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold Bernie, on now, whoa. this is my car. Uh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't arrest me! I didn't. How did do my it. car get here? Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. I didn't park this here, man. <laughs> <laughs> pulled a gun on you? Yeah. So- and then, uh, and then he searched me, and I was wearing gym shorts. And uh, I was like, I don't have anything. My he was like, I need to check you for guns, knives, and RPGs. Is what he said. RP. <laughs> it's I. I kid you not. What? He said RPGs. <laughs> I, I, I remember that because I, I was what? I don't have a bazooka in my pants. I mean, it may look like it, but... <laughs> Rocket propelled gonads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but man. Was, was there ever a like the best party? Or a bet like a high moment where it was like, oh, that was yeah, so awesome. Probably, you know? I just don't remember, <laughs> dude. Every single year at you and I, they have this big jazz festival called the Tallcorn Jazz Festival. You're it's way nerdier than I thought. By two, it was way nerdier than me and Tom. Me and Tom just get drunk and high, and Clayton's up here going to fucking jazz parties. No, well, we got together and yanked each other's days, tubas. Parade hold days up. in the marching band were fun. So there, there's this festival, and it's this a two-day time at band camp. <laughs> Sorry, it's a two-day high school jazz band competition, and the school pretty much the music school shuts down for for that Friday. Like there's no classes, nothing. Everyone's a part of it, and all the classrooms are being used by bands and whatnot. And the fraternity I was in ran the thing, and like we were all the judge, or we weren't the judges, thank God. We were the the ones running the event, selling concessions, making sure yeah. bands got where they need to be. And then they have a guest artist that comes in and plays Friday and Saturday night with the band. And it's usually like a huge, huge artist. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's the biggest event of the year for the school music. And after, on Saturday night, when it's all done, is the biggest party of the year for the school oh, yeah. music. And me and a couple of friends that lived in, a, in the house uh, called Cat Mouse, never had a cat, but it was this big house with four of us in it. And we hosted the Tall Corn uh, party, I want to say it was like 2018 or 2019, and there were no sh- no shorter than like 250, 300 people in our wow. little house Sweet. to the point like the floor was buckling in the yeah. basement, like our our, ra- our stairs got broken going down to the basement. There was bands playing in the basement, and it got so out of hand. And cops drove by with their lights on. And everyone panicked because they're like, oh, shit, the cops are here. But they were actually just pulling over someone for, that was completely unrelated. So about, like, 100 people left, which made it way more tolerable. 
but it got so out of hand that we woke up and someone had shit on one of our couches, <laughs> on one of our chairs. Oh my god! And we never found out until like a couple year or until about a year ago. I found out who did it, but we all thought it was this one kid who was just like a total d bag, right? And had been acting up at the party. And so for like the rest of college, everyone thought it was this guy, and he kept, we all hated him. Everyone hated him, and everyone He's kept like, making it fun me. of it. Yeah, exactly. It was wow. like that. No, dude, it was crazy. Oh, that's I went to high school with the kid. Who shit yeah, in the that, here I am thinking you guys are touching each other's trumpets, and you're actually having <laughs> no, a, dude, a party. No, dude, yank on my flute. Some of the professors <laughs> no, come to that party on each too. Other's <laughs> Anything like that in Shadron? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've had some rough moments at some of my parties. Mm-hmm. Some girl was drinking. Oh, go ahead. The house I lived in, there's a party every like every single all the time. Yeah, every weekend. Like, I remember I lived upstairs, and I put earplugs in and went to sleep, and my bed just rumbled from the music downstairs. Music and people. Yeah, because I had to work the next morning. I worked at Radio Shack, and I was like, I have to be at work at 9 in the morning, which was, like, super early back then. Yeah, yeah. I bought a padlock. <laughs> I think I bought a padlock from the Radio Shack there from Tanner Jones' brother, I yeah, think. Probably, yeah, probably, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know, it's definitely, I, like, college, you definitely learn... The process, just how to kind of get through life. Yeah. Like, you have to wake up. You have to go do this shit that you don't want to do necessarily. But then, like, go to your general. Then maybe you have an ensemble that you really like. And then after that, maybe you have, like, oh, I have half an hour for lunch. And mm-hmm. then you have to be at some other class that you hate. Yeah. But then you have an ensemble that you like. And then you go home and, like, hang out or party or play video games or go longboarding or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up and do it the next day. It's just, like, oh. that's just... Life, I guess. It's a magical time of self-discovery so as yeah. a whole, and debauchery. So as yeah. a whole, you guys would say the debt, uh, the time, the the schooling, everything, worth it. Mm-hmm. Totally so, so. worth it. Yeah. Everything yeah. about it. Dude, I miss the hell out of it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had way more friends in college than I, than <laughs> I do like now. now. No. <laughs> I've, yeah. yeah, I was like... I don't know, just like, yeah, the friends you make going through all that stuff together is pretty pretty important. But also, yeah, like I said, just being around all that all the time where there's plenty of opportunities. Like, it never presents itself like that yeah. unless, like, you strike it rich and then you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. Until then, right. though, like, you never have that many opportunities yeah. handed to you. I do miss playing in some of the groups, I suppose. You know, yeah. being a part of an ensemble, like a, like a big ensemble. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. But. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to know there, big guy? That's it, man. I think that's pretty mm-hmm. much it for college. I mean, I, I think that the the question I had on my mind was, you know, especially now, they talked about it, about how college won. You know, some people who have ran politically have wanted to make college free. Other people are, you know, college isn't necessarily a thing you need to do. I've got a lot of friends that do uh, more the the construction side of things mm-hmm. those they're like ah college is dumb what a waste of time you know that there's there's to all that person different, it probably would have been it, there's all different types of people out yeah, there and, it, and it, I guess it's just nice to hear people who have gone to college one using it mm-hmm. two said say yes it's it's worth it and it's worth the dime you spent mm-hmm. and all that and I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of really was the point well, I think of, it, of it, this to me well I think it helps having it be somewhat expensive. Because if you go somewhere that's free and not on your dime, like, I already knew plenty of people that screwed around at 
yeah. at $14,000 a year. Yep. You know, it's like, imagine the amount of people that would screw around if they didn't have to pay that. Yeah. You know, it's like having that pressure. It's like, I got to get something out of this. Yeah. Otherwise, yep. I've just I'm wasted $70,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something I tell. I think even you rewind it back even to high school. I tell friends and I'm like, uh, kids and, and whatever. It's like, pay attention in high school and, and middle school and learn that stuff because it's free. Take everything mm-hmm. you can there. Take extra classes if you can. It, and especially if you plan on doing college, because then it's that much easier when you get there and you actually have to pay for it and it matters. Like, you know, in high school, if you don't pass or you do, it's like, hey, you could do it again. It's okay. Or, hey, come back in the summer. You know, that sucks. That's not a highlight, but it, mm. it doesn't cost you, you yeah. know, unless you're at a private school. But, right. you know, public school. But then you go to college and you fail. It's like, well, that's now I owe that a couple money. thousand dollars for nothing, you know, mm-hmm. and I got to go pay it again, you know. Because I can't do maths good. You know? Yeah. And I love science. But. I mean, I know uh, a brother, I don't want to say his name, but he moved to Nashville and now does acoustic stuff all the time. He didn't go to co- to school. And he's yeah. just so motivated that he knows, he probably knows just as much theory as Tom or Clayton. Yep. And it's like he every time I hang out with him, he's sitting eating his cereal at his at, for breakfast, and he always has YouTube on his computer, does something Learning, music. Like I could, like me, I'm I could never be that motivated yeah. to do yeah, anything. And it's just like you either have to go to school and learn this stuff, or don't. But you have to be that motivated yeah. to make yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah, you don't know what you need to learn if you don't go to a place that tells you what you need to learn. Yeah. You know, it's not like some people like that, they can they know how to find it and discover it. And, yeah. I've got and he, I mean, he has like a personality that. that you can kind of sort out mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm doing this right now, but this isn't where I want to be. So I'm going to move to this, but I have to learn a yeah. shit ton mm-hmm. to make that. And yeah. I mean, he's doing it, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like most people, that's not how it works. No. Yeah, I agree. And we, we've all played with people who have never gone to school, but by ear or whatever. And they know the national numbering system and they can play pretty well. But that took years of Learning. Learning, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Inst- just imagine them of- at their first gig, they show up to, like, even if it's just people that don't know anything, yeah. or they show up to people that went to college or know that, and you show up and you're like, uh, I, yeah. yeah, what am I doing? I mean, just, like, put it in age guessing. I'm guessing. I have no clue. But, like, your guys' level right out of school at 24, 25, is of the level of an, of learning of a guy that's probably in his 30s of, you know, shade tree learning. Woodshedding. I mean, and, and really, honestly, what YouTube and learning like that is 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 newish. Mm-hmm. I mean, new as in mm-hmm. ten years yeah. ish, yeah. right? 10, Fifteen I mean, years, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like that might be a norm, but it still isn't, right? I mean, yeah. you still yeah. gotta you could learn things wrong. I mean, such that man, YouTube. Yeah. Right. My, my dad has stories of him in his in his basement when he was in high school, listening to records, learning mm-hmm. the songs. Yeah, like you play it over and over and over again till you figure yeah. it out. Like that's not a thing now. And now there's a cheat thing. You could go online and and you could get a subscription and like to pick a solo instead of learning. Like you could literally slow the solo down. Bow 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 bow. Oh bow bow bow, and it, and it slows it stupid down. That technology was never there. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. if, when I would have would have went to school. You know, I I didn't yeah. have that. Yeah. Back in the day, you actually, you know, had to tear apart your record player, turn around the belt to hear Stairway to Heaven backwards. You know, now you can just go online <laughs> and type in Stairway, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, and like and there's there's no substitute I I think for also just playing and and enjoying playing yeah. too. Like talking about that, like Stevie Ray Vaughan, I was reading his biography and he um he learned guitar by just playing records over and over mm-hmm. and they didn't really slow him down so he'd have to just hear and play the same portion over and over and keep resetting the needle yeah. just to hear like 10 seconds of a solo yeah. so i mean there's definitely the you know I, I don't want this whole thing to sound like it's saying by not going to music school you are less of a musician it's just like i feel like there's like such a balance that you need of of being in the real world and doing it and then also knowing how to speak the language because having more knowledge than you'll ever need to access is always going to be better than yeah. not having enough. Yeah. And like, I don't, you know, in, for what we do with the country band, like I don't necessarily need to know, you know, uh, the Bach cello suites, but I know those songs. So I know how like that sort of writing is, you know, just is like the descendant of country music. Like it's all folk music that ends up in this way. So it's the same chords and the same chord progressions and all that. Yep. Do you need to know that to play it? No, but it just feels better to yep. know stuff like that. I think oh, we all know musicians example. that are at our level or better than us that didn't make it too. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of them. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's, there's yep. almost just a little bit of luck. And there's involved. also people who can't, play anything or know anything about music who are you know yeah. pop stars right it now. goes both ways mm-hmm. yeah 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 and i'd rather i'd rather like know that i did as much as i could to honor not only like music theory and tradition but like the just to be yeah the heritage of music like that's what music mm-hmm. is is continuing the oldest tradition of humanity Basically. so it's like i'd rather i'd rather not be famous and say that i did my part to carry the torch than In to ditch way. it and just be famous you know well and it's it's the true one uniter right i mean like mm-hmm. i can remember learning that in middle school choir our music teacher said no matter what there's music and and people can no matter race religion no matter what sexual preference it doesn't Language. matter what anything is all of a sudden you find yourself all liking a song mm-hmm. you know or you might find unity in in something and it's music Yep. Of some kind, right? It's one of the least evil things a person can do in this yeah. world. It's mm-hmm. like when you go to shows and you do your, your B, J, yeah. B, J, and you look out, and it's like the people you don't think would say anything. No. And I was, yeah, J! <laughs> yeah, they're cheering. It's like and they're, they're into it. They're into the concert. Yeah, yeah it's music. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Stuff like that. Or how many people come up to us and say, I'm not a country music fan, but I freaking love listening to you guys live. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that's because we play that's both like kinds, me. country and western. That's me, like when I worked at Judd Hoos. There's opportunities like before Josh came mm-hmm. on with you, like you're looking for a drummer, and Ty's like, "Why don't you go drum for him?" And I was like, "Dude, I hate country music." Yeah, but then like I started too. mixing for you guys, and I started listening to more of it. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I like," and that's like all I listen to now is country stuff. Yep, it's just I don't know. It, it well, makes it puts you outside your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah, that's and what then, I, the first thing I learned. And I'm like a product of my environment. Like mm-hmm. I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now you're wearing cowboy now boots. Now you're kicking your dog, oh, cowboy, cowboy hat, and your wife. Belt buckle. Your truck ran away. <laughs> Living on a Damn dirt road. It. You don't even got a dog. Your cat got pissed. Yeah. You know? My cat well, got mad. Even yeah. when we were playing uh, we were playing at the Sundance, was it last year, I want to say? Uh, we were playing at the Sundance at Fort Collins, and I had a couple of my friends from school show up to watch it, and they were all, you know, they're super into jazz and, and classical music and just intelligent, capable people, and they were listening to it, and saying, you know, like, I can get how there's a language to this music, and even though it's not as complicated at times as what, like, we play, like, this is really cool to see it happen, and you can pick up on the language and see someone that doesn't know what country music's supposed to sound like that's yep. trying to play country music, 
you know, and that goes for yeah. like, I think any career where you can tell someone that's in it that doesn't actually know what's going on. I think yeah. there's a mm-hmm. lot more. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. what we do, there's a lot more on stage uh, communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when you're on an ensemble, you you have your music and you know exactly what you need to do. Like the director's up there. Sometimes they're not a director, but the director's up there and you're paying attention to him. But you're not really like looking at the guy next to you that much for cues. But like, or yeah, whatever. like on stage, I'm always looking at Tom and Clayton. Like mm-hmm. I just see Brandon's yep. butt the whole time. But I'm always you're looking welcome. at Tom and Clayton. Like. here we are okay yep we're ending and then we end Mm. and like they're looking at each other like you want a solo you want a solo or stuff like that yep so it's just like it's different yeah yeah well cool we need to work out some of the solos for 14 by 82 Uh, moral of the story musicians are smarter people than all of you (laughs) well Well, there's that that. (laughs) until we do anything outside of music (laughs) yeah i think try to change a tyler on a tire on the trailer I think next time we oh, get we together do and do this, we need to try to get Eric. Yeah. And then I think we should listen to a song and like pick. I, I want to know what you guys as musicians and high level musicians think of a song when you're listening to it compared no, to what don't. compared to what. <laughs> well, not necessarily no, no, like no, no, like no, this no, is I, garbage. No, I know. I'm but when I listen to it, I'm like, hey, what I hear is this is cool. I dig this part. And you're like, it's an E major seventh suspended three fourths. This is stupid. You know what I mean? Or whatever, yeah. right? And Or I've this is through, common. This is just like these other songs. And so we could get into that. That'd I've be gone fun. through different phases of analyzing music, though. In, like, yeah. college, I was way more of a jazz snob. And, like, after college, I, just, I don't know. Uh, last couple of years, though, I've been, like, mm-hmm. analyzing from, like, a, like uh, the production side of things. Like, mm-hmm. the mixing side of the yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? because you own a studio now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just listen differently. Or, like, listen for, like, the song, you know, the songwriting ability in a song. How do you make this person's song sound the best for them Mm -hmm. rather than what you want? But it's their art. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've just digressed since college. It's gone from, like, whoa, did you hear them flip those Coltrane changes on it? That's hip. To, like, whoa, guys, that's a E chord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) And I'm just the drummer out of the house. Sometimes Mike calls out chord changes. Sometimes I count off the wrong song. Just <laughs> like the last uh, E chord. <laughs> well, until we meet again, thanks for chatting. Thanks for having us. Thanks for chatting. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. On to the show. I'm going to go eat gummy worms in bed. <laughs> <laughs> the Brandom Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Brandom Podcast. You can always subscribe, follow, and please leave some comments. Also, share it on social media. Tag me in the post. Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Got something you just gotta share with me? Hit me up on my email, Brandon at catradio.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N at K-A-T radio.com. And as always, we're looking for sponsors. Love you.